College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in, everybody, in the uh, hockey community. This is another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy live here in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining us as always from beautiful Long Island, New York, where I hear the numbers of the temperatures are still starting in the threes and fours. Paul Hornstein, how are you this evening? You just said it right there. The numbers (laughs) are still starting with the threes and fours. (laughs) Well, I I joked with you last week when I saw your your little message that said you were hoping to see something (coughs) start with a three or four, and I said... Right now, we're uh, very near the uh, three digits in our temperatures. I understand we'll see those maybe on Saturday. So, Oh, I'm in. I am so in. Uh, I'm, I am so ready. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, I am. Let, let's put it this way. The, okay. Uh, my daughter said to me tonight, uh, man, my, my elbows hurt, my joints hurt. My, and we were in the middle of a hailstorm, and I said, "This is what, this is what happens when, when on days when you get weather like this." And she goes, "Does that mean I'm old?" I said, "No." I said, "But you know, after three weeks of nothing but this, it's not inconceivable that you could have joints that ache and be sore because you never get loose." And it's ridiculous. And people say to me, how did you survive all those the summer in, 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 in Phoenix? Bring it on, baby. Because I never, no muscles were tight. Nothing was sore. Nothing hurt. Oh, I'm, I am so oh, June of 2026. Knock on wood, baby. Where's the, I hear you. Where's the, oh, and by the way, all right, uh, before we even get started, um, you're sitting there. I, I put a picture up on Instagram, uh, and you're like, uh, I, I saw. We it. miss seeing your face. We got to do a vi- no. I guarantee you, there is nobody. No, no, I, no, no. You saying, didn't. You didn't get it right. I said oh. we miss seeing your smiling face. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna, they'll be knocking down the doors for that. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, well, you're talking about being sore and stiff and all that stuff and, and aches and pains, and that's exactly why I brought our guest in tonight, Leanne Blinn, because she can tell you how to recover from all that stuff and how to make your body stronger. And, and we're going to have Leanne in, in just a minute here. But, uh, you know, the hockey season, as we've announced to the world many times over since this uh, COVID-19 hit, that uh, it came to an abrupt end. And. You know, I, I wanted to get Leanne on just as soon as she was available to uh, to come on. And I understand the, uh, the red tape that it takes uh, when you're dealing with college athletes. So I'm glad to have her on tonight. But 
I can't even imagine what it must be like for her to try to put these uh, training regimens together for not only the players that she has, but, but players that are coming in in the future. And you just don't know everything's up in the air. So uh, really looking forward to having her on and, and really uh, picking her brain for some really good information on that. But before we jump into that, Paul, what's new in the hockey world? Anything new in college hockey? You know, there's, there are some interesting things going on. Um, clearly some of the various writers and, of the of of the various blogs uh, have a little bit of uh, time on their hands, so they're kind of making stuff up. Um, <laughs> some of it was very interesting. Um, uh, we can get to the 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 one guy's like uh, scenario for what the the college hockey world should do for a season, but. Uh, and we can get into the NCAA stuff after Leanne, but I'm going to say this. I am so sick and tired about of, of hearing about Illinois hockey. Okay, Nothing against people that are familiar. <laughs> I knew that was okay? coming. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, oh, my God. Shut up with the I, – I am so done with the Illinois is going to make the jump any day now. Every – Four months. There's another story. They're going to announce this week. They're going to win. Shut up. Stop. Just can we just right. wait until they actually do it? Okay. Well, and maybe, just maybe. For, and just for good measure, they throw in. Oh, there was going to be another team too. <laughs> Shut up. Just maybe, uh, just maybe enough. Paul, maybe what they're after is they're they're after that publicity that we talked about last week with UNLV, loving the talk about the fact that they're going to be. Uh, an NCAA program every time they make an announcement like what they're having tomorrow with uh, Jason Zucker coming on for a coach's corner, which is uh, really kind of a cool concept they have going on. But yeah, it's nice, but it's going to happen when it happens, right? Yeah, that's, can we just leave it at that, please? And, (laughs) And this is nothing against Illinois. This is nothing against the school. This is nothing against, uh, that the athletics just shut the writers need to shut up. Because yeah. it's just enough already. I mean, oh my lord! Uh, every few months, oh, it's, today's the day. Tomorrow's the day. Shut up! It's not. The day is when they say they're going to do it. Otherwise, enough, please. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Oh. And while we're on that bandwagon, the other thing they need to stop about is they need to stop about Arizona State hockey and it not being worthy in air quotes. Because uh, this program has gotten nothing but uh, skepticism is probably a, a polite word to say uh, from their start. And they're proving it time in and time in. When I say a second year in a row with 20 wins, I don't care if you're playing anybody in NCAA hockey. If you get 20-plus wins in two consecutive seasons, you're doing something right. And I can't think of a better way to lead in a little early to Leanne Blinn, but Let's bring her on right now, Paul, and, uh, and, and ask her some questions about how this team continues to get better every single year. So, Leanne Blinn, the strength and conditioning coach with Sun Devil Hockey, are you with us? Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing good. great. Thanks so much for coming on, Leanne. I, I, I told everybody in the intro, I know there's a lot of red tra- tape as to what you can say and not say uh, when you're uh, dealing with college athletes, but... Gosh darn, I love talking to you because you are so insightful on everything. So thanks again for uh, for making it on the show. 
No, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Okay. Before we jump into everything else, I know what you do. I don't know how much Paul knows what you do, but tell us a little bit about your background for everybody that's listening for maybe the first time. Tell us about Leanne Blinn and just how strong you are. <laughs> um, I'm not normal. I'll rephrase that right now. Um, so I, let's see, I've been a strength conditioning coach for almost 25 years. I've worked at all different levels from the college sector to the private sector um, to the high school sector. Um, I've been competing for USA Powerlifting for the past 20 years um, at a high level. Um, I have multiple world records in, in uh, squat bench deadlift total. Um, let's see. <laughs> I've competed in World's Strongest Woman. I pulled a plane. I have pushed a truck. I'm not going to add pushing a bus um, <laughs> to, that, to that list, too, this year. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's been fun. But, uh, no, I've been doing it for a long time. I've been back here at ASU. This is my second stint. Um, I've been at Boston College, um, Arizona State, so again, second stint, um, Nevada, Reno, um, you know, App State. So I've been around, been around the block um, a little bit and um, yeah, happy to be back here and I get to work with uh, Coach Powers and, and his unbelievable team and group of great guys. So I'm very grateful for that. All right, let me follow that one up before we let Paul get going, because I'll never get the floor again, Leanne, once he gets started. Yeah, okay. so. <laughs> uh, I told him when we started this, he goes, uh, I said, here's how we're going to do it, Paul. We're going to alternate questions, but I want to start with Leanne, and I want to kind of break down our conversation into three segments just so you're prepared. I want to talk a little bit about the past, the couple of years that you've already been here. Then I want to talk about this current year and the abruptness that we came up to and the, just a dead-end halt. And then I want to talk a little bit about the future and what you see in the kids that are coming into the program. So any more uh, comments that we want to throw in there is great. But let, let's start with the last two years. What have you seen from Arizona State hockey players that's impressed you? And, and what have you seen that, that you wanted to improve on? Honestly, they are an unbelievable team with a great culture. Um, and it starts with a leadership at the top with, with the head coach and the assistant coaches. Um, that's the biggest thing that impressed me the most coming in and being involved with uh, with the program. Um, and you get guys that want to work. So they have guys that want to train, want to work. It's almost that they have the same mentality as I do, is they want to prove people wrong. Um, they want to prove people that, hey, they belong here. They're, they're great athletes. And in ASU, yeah, we're in the desert, but it's um, they belong. You know, they're they're. 20 season, their 20 wins past two seasons, it's been pretty unbelievable. Um, but I think, I think it's only going to get better. I think their, just their leadership alone is, is going gonna, is gonna to make them grow tenfold. Um, the guys, you know, were, when I first got here, um, you know, I wasn't their strength coach and I ended up taking them over uh, when X left. So he left a good foundation um, for me to take them over. Um, you know, I worked really, really well with uh, sports medicine and looking at guys as individuals and what they needed to do as an individual, not just as a team and as a group in the weight room, but hey, what do I need to work with them and, and do with them um, individually? You know, everyone has their own past history of injuries, past history from, you know, when they were two years old and uh, skating uh, and on ice and practicing and, and playing every, every almost 11 months a year um now so it, it's changed a lot but um but they've been great to work with 100 percent, 100 percent. okay when 
you said this is your second stint here, and you'll have to excuse my, uh, I don't want to use the word ignorance, but, uh, but what oh, was yeah, the first, yeah, I, yeah, I've been accused of it before. That's okay. <laughs> um, what was the first segment that you were at ASU? I was here 03 to 05 um, under yeah. Joe Ken. Um, so it was, um, yeah, way back and Coach Cutter was the head football coach. So right. hockey hockey was just a club sport, so we didn't even right. have hockey. So back then we were one department um, in terms of football and all Olympic sports were run under right. Joe Ken. Um, so I had I worked football. Everyone worked football, which was awesome. So um, And I had multiple other teams as well, you know, soccer, softball, you name it. Um, it was a small, small staff back then. The staffs have right. definitely grown bigger. So that was my so, first my first go. So what has changed since? In, I mean, is it is 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 there is there a, been a big change outside of 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 the physical plant, so to speak, uh, in terms of when you were there in in, in the early two thousands and when you came back? Was there anything that surprised you uh, when you came back to the university? Um, you know, I think when I was at ASU the first time, um, Gene Smith was our athletic director and he, you know, his leadership was unbelievable and, and coming back here to, to Ray Anderson has been just as unbelievable. I think the, the department has grown as a whole, which has been mm-hmm. huge. Um, I think they've, you know, they've obviously been able to put more resources into more strength coaches. I have 10 strength coaches on my staff. We have 25 sports, <laughs> so we have 25 right. sports on the Olympic sport sides. Um, so we're able to do a lot more with our athletes now in terms of sports medicine, sports performance. We now have sports nutrition with, and a sports RD, which we never had before. Um, right. We have a sports psychologist. So, so it, it's growing um, a lot. The, the college setting is growing a lot more like the professional setting where you have all these other resources and it's happening across the country. Okay, before Scott asks his next question, you just said something, and I don't know, I don't, I didn't quite get it, so I want to ask for other people that, when you said a sports RD, what exactly is that? Uh, registered dietitian. Registered, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. sports RD. Yeah, registered dietitian. So, okay. you know, they, they, they've grown a lot. Um, you know, uh, most colleges now across the country have registered dietitians on their staff. You know, it's not just about, you know, hey, go eat McDonald's and go eat. Like, it's fueling is huge. It's a huge aspect of, of recovery and playing and, you know, being able to play back-to-back nights and, and what they put in their bodies, um, sleep. Uh, there's a whole, there's a whole th- bunch of things that go into not just, it's not just playing. You don't just play anymore. Right. There's, there's a million things that go along with it. Okay, Leanne. So, you know, I've asked you and told you this many times over again is that I have seen this program since before they were a NCAA program when Coach Powers and I, and I always throw this back. So we sat on his couch uh, in old Oceanside, if you can believe that. <laughs> and we talked about how he was going to build a hockey team. And he told me how he was going to do it. And I watched his first couple of years, and I know it was difficult and, and nothing against X, but some of the guys would get hurt. And I don't know if it was the culture at that point where, you know, losing takes a toll on people or what. But for the last two seasons, I have seen guys work so hard to stay in the lineup. And I see them every Tuesday, you know, when, with media day. And I'm going like, man, every time I get them alone, I always ask them, how come you guys never get 
hurt. And if you get hurt, how come you get back in the lineup? And the first two words that come out of their mouth are Leanne Blinn. What in the world are you doing that you've got these guys just ready to run through a wall for you? I got I got the special special secret. <laughs> no, oh, there uh, it is. I can't I can't give away my secrets. No, um, no, I think. Yeah, Scott, I, be careful. <laughs> right. You can bench press both of us. <laughs> that is true. Very true. Yeah, at the same time. But at the same time, at the same time. Yeah. No. Oh, trust know, me, I keep my distance. <laughs> No, I think a lot of it is, you know, my background, I went to school for athletic training, sports medicine. Um, so it gave me a lot of insight in terms of the injury prevention aspect of it in training. Um, it's not just about the performance on the ice. It's about everything else that goes along with it to get them stronger, faster, more powerful, more explosive. So you got to set up a solid training program that's not set up. Like they don't train like me. Like I train like a power lifter. I'm going to, I'm going to do one rep max squats, bench, deadlifts, things like that. Cause that's my sport. Um, I compete in powerlifting. They have to be able to, to play for 60 minutes. You get th you know three periods. You get 20 minutes in between each period to you know for rest and recovery. Like you got you know, you, there's a lot of things that go along with it. Energy system training. So you have to look at multiple different variables when you're putting together a program, um, and putting together you know something for your athletes. And it has to be individualized for them. You know I'm not big into quote unquote sport specific. And people talk about oh what do you do for sport specificity for hockey. I don't do I don't do anything for sports specificity for hockey. That's where you got to rely on coaches, and we have great coaches for that. And they're going to teach teach them the skills, and you know, at this level, they got to have a little bit of um, you know sense of the game in terms of as as an athlete. But I, I'm just trying to get them stronger, more explosive, more powerful, um, you know, and and get them to to maximize that, to maximize their their athletic performance and maximize their athletic potential. That that's what we do as a strength conditioning coach coaches. Um, so there there's a lot to it. Um, and again, for me, from a you know breaking down, looking at it physiology wise, you know what do they need injury prevention? You know we got guys with different body types. You've got Brinson, you know, who's a beast, <laughs> you know, and then, and then you've got someone who's, but even on as rightfully so like PJ, PJ is a beast. He's a smaller version of him. So you got to know right. how to work, how to work and modify programs based off of, you know, two different body types and, and the way they work and the way they are you defenseman versus a forward versus, versus a goalie kind of thing. And we, and I change things up too individualize a lot a lot okay now uh, because there's no actual games to watch uh, I, I've been sitting around and 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 what and since I'm stuck inside with numbers that start with threes and fours uh, <laughs> in terms of the uh, weather um, I'll watch some of the older games and I've said to a couple of people I even think I said it to Scott when you watch the players um, and I'm talking the NHL players from uh, from when I was growing up in the in the 80s. Um, I'm not sure that I, I mean in terms of pure skill, maybe they would they they would be better. But when I watch the games, I, it is amazing to me how much faster, especially the speed uh, that guys skate today. 
even comparing the, the college players to the professionals, um, when did that start to change? I mean, it's it, it hasn't really been long enough for evolution. No, um, you know, for for us, I think a little bit comes from a confidence standpoint. I think it comes mm-hmm. from a learning how to utilize your strengths versus your weaknesses. Uh, I think power has increased. You know, strength conditioning as a profession hasn't been around that long. And everyone right. used to think that, you know, well, only football di- did that. You know, fo- football is the only one that, you know, do zo- does those exercises. You know, like other sports, they just need little dumbbells or whatever. Like, it's not the way it is. Like, to, in order to produce power, you need to be strong. And in order to skate fast, you need to be strong. So those are two key things. You know, our athletes now, they're even across the country, you got programs that, you know, they, they clean, they squat, they, you know, do a lot of different things um, to produce power and, and to be explosive mm-hmm. and to be fast. You know, back in the day, they, they didn't touch weights. They didn't go in the weight room. They relied on their skill. And I think nowadays to separate yourself within the sport, whether it's a sport of hockey or any, any other sport, you have to get in the weight room. I think from a, from a skill standpoint, I think it helps – helps overall skill, helps in, from an injury standpoint, I think it helps. So um, it, it's the game has changed a lot, you know, um, just in terms of, um, you know, the speed, like you said, the speed, speed of play and, and the physical, right. physicality of it has changed. All right, Leanne, for, uh, to wrap up the past, I want you to talk a little bit about, and you've told me this before and you've told our audience before uh, in video, but this was an unusual year for Sun Devil Hockey. It started very early with the trip to China. I know you guys wouldn't trade that for anything because uh, you had a lot of fun there and you had a lot of great experiences and learning experiences, team bonding, all that. But then you had a different type of season. You had to come back. You had to recondition for a training camp. You had to start the season. Then you had a couple of gaps in there. And then you went 13 straight weeks. And then if the season had continued and – Fingers crossed you guys had gotten into another NCAA tournament. You were faced with about five weeks between games. So as a strength strength and conditioning coach, how did you put that whole game plan together last year when you knew what the schedule was going to be like? How did you make it all fit? You know, we, we talked about it a lot, you know, and there, was, there were times in that 13-week stretch where I sat there questioning myself. Did I do enough? Did I do the right things? I'm like, our guys are sluggish on Saturday. They're coming out, crushing it on Friday, slug, a little more sluggish on, on Saturday. Like, so there, there was a lot of, like, questioning I had going through. Like, you think you lay out this perfect plan, and sometimes you hit bumps in the road. And, and, and I think we hit that a little bit, you know, and, and talking to Coach Powers. Like, I'm sitting here blaming myself. Like, what's wrong, like, what's wrong with me in, in terms of programming and all this? And, like, you know, he's like, he's like, don't – he's like, you're overthinking. I'm like, okay – um, but it was a long season and it was, it started with China and, and I think with that 13 week stretch, I think guys were just a little bit burnt out, um, at that point, like their bodies, you know, that it's a long stretch. It's, it's, you know, not quite like football. And, and when you play football, it's like getting into, getting into a car accident every single week. And when you play football, right. it's a little bit different. Um, but, but it's still, it, it takes its toll, you know, guys, you know, I had to modify training. There were some weeks that I got one day of training in. There's some weeks where, hey, we had to do more mobility work, flexibility. You know, the, the good thing about our guys um, and our coaching staff is that they, you know, 
they know their bodies and I can say, okay, you had, you know, Brinson, you had 24 minutes. Manny, you had 24 minutes. We're supposed to lift twice this week. Let's go, we'll go one lift and then one extra mobility session um, just to give your body a little bit of rest and recovery and, and extra stuff. You know, my guys that had over 18 minutes, we do, you know, a certain workout. My guys that had under 18 minutes had a, had a certain workout and my guys that had under six minutes or didn't even play at all had a certain workout. So it's able to modify a lot of things throughout the season, which helps significantly. Um, you know, and then again, the, the 13 weeks in a row, it, it would have killed anybody, you know, in terms of going, going like that and going at that pace. And our guys are physical. So it's not like they're, you know, going to back off, you know, their legs are going to be tired game two, no matter what we did. Um, you know, and, and it became down to, it came down to the mental toughness side of it and the, the mentality and the confidence side, like, Hey, we're going to get this done. And, and they, and they played for each other. So um, you know, the, the five weeks off, if we would have had those five weeks going into the tournament, um, there would have been, they would have known I would have kicked their ass. <laughs> they, that's just, <laughs> it's a known, you know, um, two, two years ago when we had our bye weeks in between, they know it was hell week back again with me. Um, but they also know that I had their back when it comes to, you know, game weeks that I really tapered back. But if we had a bye week, I I beat the crap out of them. I'm not going to lie, you know, but, (laughs) but it was, it was a welcome, it was a welcome beating. No. Um, Yeah. Well, (laughs) right. No, finish, please. So, you know, guys were hundred percent bought into what we did and, and, and what we do and how we do it and how we go about it. And they know, they know that I have their best interests at heart and they know that if, if something is not right and, and, you know, they get banged up from, from a weekend and have a little niche, like I'm going to modify stuff for them. And they know that, but they know there's going to be times where I'm going to push them. They know there's going to be times that, Hey, like you got to tell me what's going on. There's going to be times like, Hey, you don't need carbs this weekend because you didn't play anything and you're just going to get fat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hey, you need the extra carbs because you just played a crap ton of minutes. So you know, there's there's a lot of variables that go along that go along with it, and um, I stick my neck out for them, and they know it, and and they do the same for me. So well, just to kind of follow up on that because I don't know if people really understand it. Um, the first time I actually heard words like this uh, growing up was reading it in spy novels, but people underestimate do they not how important sleep and rest is in 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 keeping somebody in one piece oh it's huge sleep is probably the the number one underrated thing that you can look at you know got now athletes you know back in the day when you know when we were athletes like a while you know many moons ago uh, you were anyway was, they, they, they were, okay yeah you're right um no video games and things like that now it's like everyone stays up you know you have a, this social media you've got you know phones computers you're you're plugged in 24 7 and sometimes you just got to unplug you know guys and girls need to get off their phones they need to get out my husband yells at me all the time that i'm on my phone too much you know or two o'clock in the morning i get up you know to let the dog out and and i'm like oh I'll look at my phone and see what's going on when all reality <laughs> i need to like just leave it off and not even look you know it's just curiosity um but sleep is you know the the, the injury rate rises it, the less than eight hours of sleep um, your injury rate rises significantly for anything under eight hours of sleep a night. And, you know, 
hey, I've done it. I've gone on four hours of sleep. <laughs> I've gone on three hours. I can't do that anymore, but I've done it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> in my know? 20s either. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, when I, I played um, Division three field hockey and softball back in the day, and I would get up at, you know, there was no strength conditioning coach. Like, I was my own strength coach. I would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I'd go train at the gym. I'd come back. I was an athletic training student, so I had athletic training responsibilities and classes. And then we'd have, you know, practice in the afternoon. And, you know, I'd be up till, you know, midnight studying for sports medicine. So, mm-hmm. you know. There was some fun in there too, but you know, for the most part, I was yeah, I was I was, just, I was a student. I was a student. Uh, first. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was too. There's no <laughs> doubt, I was too. Um, and, and and actually, you know, the the sleep and the wrestling just doesn't go for sports. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of research just talking about how uh, in 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 when when you're not involved in sports, it's pretty important too. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just from a stress standpoint, um, from a mood standpoint, like sleep is really, is really, really important. And it's definitely underestimated. I I think, you know, the United States, you know, we pride ourselves on grinding and working 80 hours of work. We get, and I, and I do that myself. Like I'm like, Hey, I worked 80 hours this week. Hey, I haven't had a day off in three months. Hey, I haven't, you know, but you, but you go anywhere else. They have siesta time, you know, at, yeah. you know, in the afternoon they have family time. Hey, five o'clock it's done. We're not working. There's mandatory time off. There's mandatory holiday. Like, you know, you gotta take your three weeks of holiday mandatory. I don't right. remember the last time I had a vacation was, you know, just because we're so, in the U.S., we are so ingrained of that work, 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 grind, grind, grind mindset and whatever it takes mindset. And I'm, I'm no different. I'm no different. Right. Right. Okay, so we talked about the past a little bit. What I wanted to touch on before we get into some of the new guys coming in is how do you set up a program? And I think a lot of people that look at hockey don't think it's a year-round sport. If they don't, they should be learning that by now. But how do you set up a program for a guy that's um, – I'm going to have you give me a couple examples if you could, but like a kid that's a freshman this past year and is going to be coming in as a new sophomore, and then for a kid maybe that's a junior or maybe he's transferring in and he's going to be a junior or senior next year, are there differences in how long they've been in the program as far as what you set up for them, or is it set up more on the basis of the person themselves? Um, I set it up a little bit of both. So – you know, I believe in what I call slow cooking an athlete, okay, from a, from a standpoint of training. You know, everyone's going to have a different training age. Um, I've worked with athletes that were eight years old that by the time they were 12 years old, their training, their training age was four years which they, in which they were with me. And by the time they went off to, you know, play in juniors or play in, play in college, wherever they went, went to, like, had a really good, solid background of training and knowing what to do. Um, you know, I've also had other kids that have come into college that have never stepped foot in a weight room. So a lot of it's communication. It's, okay, emailing out, you know, guys that are coming in, the new guys that are coming in, hey, what is your history? Doing like a little inventory. What have you done before? Who have you worked with? Can I reach out to your strength coach that you've worked with before? So I know what you've done in the past. Um, You know, guys that are returning, it's the same thing. It's like, 
you know, there's some tweaks I'm going to make programming wise. And again, it goes back to like the injury thing, you know, looking at what guys have had in the past for injuries, what I need to add, what I need to stay away from. You know, everyone's going to have a, a, a template that's going to look pretty similar, but there's going to be modifications within that template. So some guys may have never trained before. They may do a bodyweight squat or a kettlebell squat or a dumbbell squat where my guys that have trained before and have a good solid training age and background, you know, they're going to, they're going to, you know, ramp up the tempo. You know, you, you look at, um, J Jacob Wilson, like he, he's, he's strong as hell. Like he's <laughs> like, he's all, like, he's a, I love him in the weight room. He works, you know, um, Johnny Walker has changed. Like there's guys that have, have embraced the weight room that never embraced it before that have completely changed what their bodies look like their confidence level. So, so there's, you know, there's going back, there's different things that, that I, that I'll put into, into programs and some guys, Hey, you guys need to work more conditioning. Your conditioning level isn't where, isn't exactly where it is. We're going to do some more stuff at the end. Um, you know, more, metabolic type circuits or you know some guys that need to work on strength hey your rep ranges are going to be different your tempos are going to be different so there's a lot of science that goes in behind it and looking at each kid as an individual but also not making them feel like oh well, i've never trained before and the rest of the guys are over there and i feel bad and i want to be with them but I, but i can't be so i try to keep them integrated as much as i can and also but give them their own individual tweaks within the program Wait. Yeah, you hit that one right on the head. Hold on one <laughs> second, Paul. I want to follow that up real quickly. But you hit that right on the head, Leanne, because when I talk to the players and we do our pitchfork profiles, first of all, I, I never ask them to put on any type of clothing when they come in. They can come in their jersey or, or undershirt or workout shirt or whatever. But it's becoming a sense of pride, I think, for those guys now because they come in with the sleeves cut off or whatever. <laughs> They want everybody to know during the pitchfork profile that that they work out, right? And and it's the sense of competition between them is really getting to be kind of funny because they're they're all like, oh yeah, well you know I I did this or I did that. <laughs> I I chuckle with them and I tease them a little bit and I'm going like, uh, you know, you guys have been working out and I I see stuff now with this pandemic in place and and guys have gone back home. Or majority of them have gone back home, and some of them by back home, I mean Latvia, right? Yep. <laughs> so yep. <laughs> I, I'm guessing this is a real communication. And I'm getting to my question here, but um, when I when I look at something on social media and I see a guy like Dom Garcia uh, and his regimen, and he sh he's saying like, okay, well, here's what I do: I, I get up, I do this, I play a little video games, and then I go do my workout by the pool. And I'm seeing this, I'm going, man. Leanne, how did you get these guys to do this? And how in the world do you coordinate their plans under the conditions that we're in right now? Yeah, right now, um, this is, this is kind of crazy. Um, you know, right now we should be doing some off season training right now. Um, we should be doing like getting ready. We should be finishing up our week of, of training before they go into dead week and finals. Um, it is so, it just, it's unprecedented what, what's going on in the world. You know, everything came to a dead stop and it's been, it's been about a month, um, that guys have been having to work out and train on their own. But I think it's just the culture and the expectation that's been set. Um, 
and and I and you have guys that that want to train not only for themselves but for each other. Guys that want to play for each other. That like they want they want to win. They want they want to play. They want to work hard. Um, they know how that how com- how much more confidence they have and how much better they feel um, on the ice, off the ice. You know, like you said, they come in with their cut off sleeves and it, it's it's a rite of passage. Like it's like, hey, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. You know, it's like. It's like, oh, you know what? I need a tan. You know, it's it's great in Arizona. <laughs> they go, I'm gonna, you know, it, it's Arm Farm Friday. Yeah, you know what? It's Arm Farm Friday, and I'm gonna go sit by the pool. So I need to get a pump in before I go out by the pool and you know, hang out with my girlfriend or go try to pick up some girls. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it, it's no just. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say Paul could relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it it just ingrained in them like they were like. Hockey is 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 one of those things, and everyone asks me like, why do you like working hockey? And I think it's such because it's a white. It's t- technically it's a I, what I would say it's a white collared sport because in order to play hockey when you're younger, you have to have some money because it it's not cheap no, to play. Yeah. But no. it's such a blue collar mentality, and that's what I love about it. I love that blue collar mentality of I want to work and I'm going to do everything that I can to get better. And that's what I love about these guys is they have that blue collar mentality. And that's the way that's a tribute to, to, to the way our co- the coaching staff recruits, they recruit that, that mindset of that blue collar mindset of, Hey, I'm going to work not only for myself. I'm not selfish. There's no, there's no I, um, in team. It's, you know, it, it's, we, you know, it's, it's, it's their program. It's we, we're doing things together. There's not an individual you know, that's, there's no individual mentality. And that is the best part about this team is they are all about everybody. You know, that they're not chasing stats for themselves. They're, they're working for, for a bigger goal and end goal. So. Now with the guys that have been here, obviously whatever corrections you've needed to make as they do their reps of whatever it is that you gave them to do, um, how do you make sure that these guys, because you're not there to push them more, there's not somebody saying, hey, make sure you get your elbows straight or make sure, you know, you don't go too far with the rep because you don't want to lose the, the pressure that the, you know, that that particular rep might be making. How do you make sure that they don't start to cheat themselves? That is the hard thing. There's so many um, NCA rules and compliance rules and Pac-12 rules right now that are out there in terms of what we can and cannot do. Um, you know, we can't have Zoom workouts. We can video things and send them to our athletes. They can they can do a safety check, a health and safety check. So if a guy says, "Hey, I'm doing cleans at home. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right," they can video it and send them send it to me and say, "Hey, am I doing this right or am I not?" Um, so that, so that is one thing that we're allowed to do, but, but I can't get on a call and say, you know, Hey, you know, Willie Neerham or whoever it is, you know, like, you know, and, and bust their stones while they're doing the workout, like I would do in person, you know? (laughs) Um, so that, that is the hard thing with all the rules right now. You know, there's nothing mandatory. Everything is voluntary. We can't ask these kids really to do anything. We can't ask them to report back to us. Um, you know, we could have phone calls with them and talk to them, you know, how you doing, you know, how's school going, how's your nutrition, mm-hmm. things like that. But, you know, if they bring up, you know, hey, what they're doing for workouts and we're allowed to send them workouts. So I sent them right. all workouts. I gave them, 
gave them options of body weight options. I gave them, you know, things you can use around the house from, you know, your backpacks. We have a million backpacks. Fill your backpack with right. books and squat and do things like that. So there, there's one workout where they have very minimal equipment. And then there's another workout where they have actually full setup weight rooms. You know, Dom's got stuff. Gorley's got stuff. Uh, Johnny's got stuff. Willie's got stuff. Like, you know, a lot of these guys have have equipment, but there's a lot of guys that don't. So when we get back in the future, mm-hmm. like we have, I really have to take a step back and say, okay, you know, I don't need to know exactly what you did at home because technically I'm not supposed to know what you did, but I need to know right. where you're at and and, and kind of come up with a come up with a plan, an individualized plan for each of them, um, so I can slow cook that process. It's gonna take four to six weeks to get back in shape, technically, and and get back into that training mode and and ready to play again. It's not gonna be a quick a quick process. Um, it's gonna uh, be. May- a- oh, go ahead. No, okay. If it's not gonna be a quick process, okay. No, you finish. No, um, it's not gonna be a quick process. I think I think everyone is gonna have to take it a little bit slower. From it doesn't matter what sport. Um, it's not. And again, I go back to Coach Powers and the coaching staff. They understand that it's not. We're not starting where we left off. It's not just picking up and hey, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm going to practice the crap out of you for, for two hours, two hours. He doesn't do that anyway, but you know, I'm not, you can't, you can't, you can't just pick up, you know, your hockey stick, put on your skates and, and start up where you left off. Same with basketball. You just can't start up and, and where you left off. Like it ha- there has to be a process to the whole thing. I think I think the only one that could probably get away with that is Willie Neerum because if you stand right next to him, you are like like what? Do they make human beings like this? Because he is just oh man, um, yep. he's pretty thick. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you don't realize it until you see him in person. You can watch as many streams and you can watch as many uh, videos, but until you see him in person, forget about even standing next to him. He is, he is, he is a monster. Yep. yep. And I'm only five okay. three, so pushing five three. So I feel like the only one I, I can talk at the level to is maybe Sandy or PJ. You know, <laughs> everyone else I gotta look up or stand in a chair. Jeez. Oh, oh. Okay. So, so speaking of that, let's. Uh, Paul, did you have something before we jump on to the new guys? No, that's what I was going to get to. That's what I was going to say. Uh, you know, okay. You know, we're we're going through all of this, and now you've got to deal with six, seven get kids that you've never seen before in a in a weight room. That has got to be next to impossible. Yeah, that one's going to be tough. Um, you know, I've been able to have a call with all the guys and check in with them. Um, most right. of them don't really have equipment to train. Every gym across the country is closed. Um, so it, it's really about, hey, this is, this is, this is what the process that we're going to be at. And again, you know, when we actually do get together with them or the NCAA does come out and they, you know, loosen up the rules a little bit where we can actually watch them work out and, and do some things. Um, our hands are a little bit tied right now in, in that sense. Um, you know, we send them, we send them workouts. Um, you know, I'm trying to get them to, you know, do some conditioning and, and some sprinting and things like that. Um, but it is, but it is definitely hard, um, you know, with seven new guys and, and not knowing what they have. And, you know, I, I do, I have read, like I said, I've reached out to them and I've talked to them and right. say, Hey, what's, what's your past history? What have you done? 
And it's, you know, if they've done nothing, it's like, I'm not going to start doing stuff because I can't sit, I can't coach you. Um, they do have some basic things, you know, push-ups and, you know, and, and backpack squats and things like that um, to help work on some general strength and general traits. But it is, it is definitely, um, definitely harder. Um, but again, blessing in disguise, season doesn't really, doesn't start until October. So right. they start hopefully. back in August, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Season, you know, school will start back in August, hopefully. Um, it'll be in person and not online. Um, yep. so, so I'll be able to spend some time with them. Um, and hopefully if, you know, second summer session still hasn't been canceled or moved to all, online, and typically all the newbies come in second summer session and mm-hmm. they're, they'll be with me. Last year was a little right. bit different because you know, they went to China the year right. before uh, Como's class. They all, they all spent second summer session, you know, in the training room, taking classes, getting used to the process. Um, you know, this, this incoming, uh, incoming class isn't going to have that. You, we want it to, uh, we hope that it happens, but we're not sure if it's going to happen that, you know, they haven't made a, made a call on second summer session yet. So. It, it's okay. So, so I've got a three-parter for you, so hang on to me for this one, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, starters first. When I look at the uh, the roster, I if I'm counting right, I believe there's 10 seniors coming back on this team, which is something you haven't had before, that many seniors in a class. Uh, I also look at the six incoming freshmen that – some of them are of uh, NHL letters next to their names, meaning they're draft picks, yep. which we know how that goes occasionally, right? Yep. So, so the two parts that are coming together, how do you work or does it matter to you? Um, like say you got a kid that, that's hypothetically a goaltender that's uh, been selected by an NHL team, and that kid needs to work out, and, and you know that the NHL – team that owns his rights are watching closely do you interact with them at all during the course of a training session or not uh yeah um, okay you know, yeah um we you know it's it, that's been done in the past and will continue to happen um so you know we'll find out you know what they what they're looking for what they want what they need so that that's yeah that does happen okay and so we'll, using my, sure. my, okay oh, so using my first question with the uh the first part of the question, when you have 10 seniors that have been through the, the rigors of it and you have six newbies and then you got some guys stuck in the middle, how do you bring them all together? Um, you know, I think that's, that honestly goes with the culture and with what's been set up in the past. Like, you know, it, it's, it, I'm trying, how do I say it? Like, it just—it's the expectations. It's they are close. They are a close-knit group. It doesn't matter what what uh, grade you are, what year you are. Like they are a close close-knit group, and they just come together. It, it's it's been one of the most unbelievable things that I've seen. But I think a lot of it comes from, from the fact that they're older. You know, when you come in, you know, a soccer team, a football player, a basketball player, like you come in as as an 18-year-old. A lot of these guys have been on their own in juniors, you know, billet families, the whole nine yards. They they've had to grow up a little bit faster. So once they come here and come to it's like it's it's not the childish stuff isn't there as as much as some of the other other sports that you would see. Um, and I think the respect right away it's you know respect is earned, not given. 
Um, but I think it just it happens with this team. Um, you, you know, you do have ten seniors, and they're all great guys, and they're gonna they're they're gonna be le- they'll be leaders. You know, some more than others, but they're definitely leaders. I, I will say that, and and they but they will embrace you know those freshmen, and there'll be standards and expectations, and just, it's just just the way any other team works. Just the way any other thought, team works. You know, I thought you were gonna tell me just take them out to the paintball range and let them go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some of that, too. There's some of that, too. Uh, all right, Paul. We, we won't keep Leanne all night, but give her one more good question, and then we'll let her go for the evening. All right. Um, had to, just out of curiosity, when you have a player that gets injured, like uh, Demetrius Kumunzis did this year, um, how much of an adjustment has to be made? Uh, I realize it also depends on the injury, but how much of an adjustment has to be made and 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 how long does it take to get to? Uh, well, for, he had an oblique injury, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. It was definitely was a, definitely an upper body injury. So, how much do things change depending on the location of that injury? Uh, is it a is it a drastic change, or do you just cut out what he might? do to re-injure himself and keep everything else the same yeah it really it does depend on what the injury is and it depends on you know if it's a if it's a lower body injury um on one side so if you injure your your right knee hey you you got a left leg and you got an upper body and a torso that you that you can still train and, and work out um you know it's it's the same with um with como you know we it's a little bit harder with with an oblique injury because you brace and utilize your core um so much mm-hmm. But a lot of it, it comes down to, you know, doctor's orders, you know, what their rehab time is, what the physical therapist says, um, what the athletic trainer says. So, so there is a, there's, a, there's a whole process that goes behind an injury like that, um, you know, in terms of how long you're out. And, and some people respond to injuries, you know, and get back quicker than others. And it just, it just there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that go around with it, you know, um, in terms of when they're back how much they can do, what they're, when they're back on the ice, whether they're full go, part go, you know, um, that's, there, there's a lot of that. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversations that happen when it, when it comes to getting an athlete back. And it, it depends on the injury too. Like, you know, if you have an ankle sprain and it's a first degree sprain, well, first degree sprain, you have first degree, second degree and third degree sprain. Um, right. you're going to treat them completely different. You know, a third degree or a high ankle sprain is going to take you a lot longer to recover and get back on the ice. So there's going to be a process of, you know, probably six weeks of training and you're off the ice. If you have a third degree, you know, or a high ankle sprain, you're off the ice. Um, yeah. So it just, it just depends on what the injury is, really. All right, Lam, we'll let you go on one final question. I know that you've probably given us some thought since uh... – or what I've counted like week six, I think we're into in this uh, statewide shutdown. But do you think that there's going to be changes to the athletes when they come back, no matter what the situation is? I mean, we see people at, at businesses right now having their temperature taken when they come into the building and, and COVID-19 testing. I just saw on the news tonight that there might be a, a thought that the epidemic could be worse in the second go round if there is such a thing in in the winter or not. But do you think there's going to be changes to your athletes as they come in um, once this finally gets back to a quote unquote normal? 
Yeah, I do think there's going to be, you know, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I think, um, you know, even from the weight room standpoint, I, I think you're still going to have to practice some social distancing. The weight room, you know, the, the cleaning has to be more diligent in terms of, you know, how we how we do things in between groups and how many athletes come into the weight room at a time. I think that's going to change a little bit. Um you know, taking temperatures and asking, you know, going through the checklist of, you know, have you had a fever or have you had, you know, a sore throat? Have you had, you know, all the symptoms checklist? I think that's going to be done for a while. Um, and I think it has to be done. It's, it's very, it, it, the times have changed for sure. Definitely times have changed. And, and I hope, I hope it goes away fast. I hope they find a, you know, it, be able to test for antibodies and maybe they're going to be able to, to have a test to see if, every athlete has it or not but i don't i don't know like it's 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 a lot of the unknowns right now a lot of the unknowns you know you hope you hope you're flattening the curve you hope you're doing the right things and you know some states are opening up already and you know florida already opened up their beaches and you know george is talking about you know opening up hair salons and gyms and you know who knows if that's too soon or too quick it's interesting really interesting but i think it, i think going forward we're definitely going to change the way um athletics works I, I i really do well i certainly appreciate your time i know we kept you on probably a lot longer than you expected but tell coach powers yeah, he's got to work much. up his step tell him to work up his stamina because he couldn't keep up to you we kept you longer than him <laughs> so when you see him hey, tell him you hung in there a little longer <laughs> i talk Thanks. a lot I'm, I'm from boston uh, so I, you know <laughs> you don't uh, talk too fast and too much <laughs> oh we love it we love it thanks so much for joining us tonight uh, thanks um, for having me yeah it's, it's always a great thank conversation you. stay thank safe you. to you and your family and the teammates and everybody uh make sure that they're all doing well okay yeah you too thank you so much Thanks. All right. Bye. And uh, Paul and I will be right back to wrap things up here in just a minute. If we hear a couple of words from our sponsors. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community, offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. 
visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right. And uh, Scott and Paul are back with you on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul, I knew that we'd be able to get some stuff out of Leanne. I knew we'd keep her around for a little while, but she set the record. She uh, she kept on there for, uh, gosh, a solid 45 minutes, and I can't thank her enough for giving all the insight because I think a lot of people just don't understand how much work goes into being a college athlete, especially a college hockey athlete. Well, listen, um, the way things have gone and the way things have evolved, uh, you need to make a commitment 12 months a year um, that that you're going to do what you need to do to play at that high level. Um, one of the, you know, when you, you know, you're being in Arizona, like you are, um, you know, spring training used to be, it would take those guys six weeks to get in shape and get into game shape and so forth and so on. Spring training is not for the batters anymore because those guys are working out 12 months a year. Those guys are coming in, and it, it basically takes them about a week to two weeks uh, to, to get their timing back. Spring training is for the pitchers now, it, you know, because uh, you cannot simulate throwing in a game in any sort of way as a workout. So um, that's how much it's changed, uh, you know, when you're playing at a high level. And let's face it, uh, NCAA Division One is – it's not professional ranks, but it's pretty darn high. So, um, you know, you can't be like, the, you know, like the hockey players used to, to be when we were growing up where, you know, they'd play a game and go out all night and have a few adult beverages and 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 show up. To, I mean, it happened once in a while. <laughs> right, let's, let's be real. Uh, you can't be showing up too often with a hangover uh, at the NHL level anymore. Uh you know, and, and, and throw on the skates and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play great. You might get away with that once, but you ain't getting away with that on a regular basis. Uh, and I don't care whether it's basketball or, 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 or soccer or whatever. The, the athletes are just too good now where you, you're not going to get away with that. And if you're playing at a high level, you, you're in training now 12 months a year, um, you know, especially – at the college level, even at the division two and three level, um, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed. That's, that's still a pretty high level. Uh, let, let, let me tell play. you this. You don't want to be embarrassed at the ACHA level. Right. So, um, you know, if, if you're not committing to doing what it takes to keep your body going as an athlete, then stop, don't play because, um, 
you're not going to play and you might end up doing more damage to yourself playing than you would do if you weren't playing. So, all right, I'll let you gather yourself as you get ready to give the rundown of our, uh, our sponsors and help all the people help us make this broadcast go. As I tell you that, uh, my prediction is that this will be the best Arizona State Sun Devil hockey team that we have seen, assuming, with uh, quotes again, that the, uh, the season gets off to a regular start and that this uh, COVID-19 virus stuff gets under control and the teams are able to come back. I expect to see a very good hockey team. I also know that we will have some seniors, 10 of them right now. We're going to have some outstanding freshmen. We're going to have some great transfers. We're going to have some great personalities. So, uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly is your place to be every Tuesday night all year round where you get Paul and I to, uh, to chat it up about hockey in the desert Southwest. My friend, take it away. All right. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. By Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com. If you're up in Las Vegas, go to Jesse Ray's Barbecue. You call ahead for pickup or citywide delivery with an appropriate fee. Call them at 1-702-541-5546 and ask about the 30% off sale for the rest of April. Go to jessieraysbbq.com and place your order today. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community for over 25 years. Call or go online to behindthemask.com. And get your equipment picked up at curbside. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort with summer skates. Buy College Bar and Grill, the bigger and better location at 740 South Mill Avenue. Uh, once again, call them uh, in Tempe at 1-480-588-6451. Place your order. Pick it up for lunch or on your way home uh, for dinner. Uh, please go out and support as many local restaurants and places as you can under the current circumstances. Buy Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Junior Sun Devils. Buy OxyPow, the natural way to clean and deodorize your office or equipment. Check out the new line of hand sanitizers at OxyPow.com. Uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again. My daughter loves the stuff. She's not only did it work, does it work well, it smells nice too. So, uh, go ahead and get that. By M-Drive, it's all about energy, stamina, and recovery. Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off of your order. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes and the home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well done, my co-host and friend, Paul Hornstein. Have a great week until next week. As I said, we're going to sign off with uh, this week's Corporate Partner of the Week, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, and, of course, Mexican Moonshine and Cancion Tequila from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. It's Hello New Day. Have a good week, Paul. We'll see you next right, we'll week. We'll see you next week. You got it.